welcome to Business Talk Sister Gok. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode title is Testing and Troubleshooting a Product Launch. And um, this is the second in our series talking about um, a product that we developed and launched. And if you didn't hear the first episode on inventing a product and preparing for launch, you should definitely check that out. Uh, it's right before this one. So we're picking up where we left off in the last episode. I'm talking about uh, preparing for shipping because before you do a launch of your product, especially if you're planning to do pretty much all online sales, you're going to need to make sure that your packaging is really great. But before we get into that, I just wanted to give you all an update because last... <laughs> This is a little PSA. Last episode, I said that my tummy was all sad because I just ate a whole bunch of salsa and chips. I'm doing much better now. (laughs) So thanks thanks for for asking. Thanks for wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, okay. Okay. (laughs) Packaging, whatnot. Packaging. And and just for context, if you didn't listen to the last one, um, our product product is made out of ceramic. um, And it's a a cup that sits on the sink and drains um, liquid out into the sink with your, to keep your sponges dry. So uh, we call it the scrubby holder, by the way, right now. <laughs> We're kind of troubleshooting, throwing around some different names with that, which is maybe something that's fitting in this episode. I was thinking we were going to talk about marketing in the next episode. but Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the next episode. But mm-hmm. um, So the packaging side of it, and I just recently learned this too, so something to take note of, depends on your state, but if you have time and you go through the Secretary of State's website and you just enjoy perusing tax it's just for sales fun, tax you know <laughs> um if you are purchasing um any kind of packaging for your product this can include the label that goes with anything that's non-returnable um you actually can file a form and request to the person that you're buying let's say bubble wrap from or whatever um you can say hey this is tax exempt because um, it's something that's non-returnable packaging for my product. I just learned that. I'm like, man, I should have totally taken advantage of that um, because you're not going to get those costs back. Um, so it's, it, I mean, it's another way to, easy way to save money. So when we were talking about packaging... And if you want to message us on Instagram, then Becca can tell you more about what that form actually is because if you're like me and you're like, oh, that's great, I'll never be able to find that form. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so... Um, with packaging, because our product is made out of ceramic, um, it needs to be packaged really well. Well, and I'm as somebody that's like, how can we make this sustainable? I don't really like using a lot of plastic. How can we try to do this differently so that it, it works well? Um, we tried shredded paper to begin with or like crumpled up newspaper. And what I was finding is like in the Midwest, if I was sending something out with, let's say, Uh, newspaper that had been recycled and crumpled um, it would do okay but then once I started sending to places on the east and west coast it started having some issues and I noticed I mean that just longer transportation time being with other boxes maybe it's on top of or below something it needed to have a lot more um, ability to bounce back and protect Mm -hmm. the product because we were having some breakage and one of the things I will recommend so here's some some key numbers. When you're selling a product online, most people that I've talked to say the sweet spot, especially for Amazon, is around $37, right? If you go over that, people are like, that's kind of an expensive thing for me to invest in. But um, shipping is a completely different thing. Shipping, if you have a product, let's say on Etsy 
or um, you're doing shipping separately, they can see the cost and the shipping is not that big of a, a thing. Um, and I've even had people be like, oh, I have this problem. I would love this product, but it's not a $40 problem for me or whatever mm -hmm. that price point is. And I'm like, that's fine. You're not my target consumer anyways. Um, and you don't need to let that, that um, hurt you. But the reality is that you need to take an average of how much it costs for your shipping to all over the United States as you're factoring your cost. If you're gonna offer free shipping, you need to make sure that you build that into your price point. Otherwise, um, if you have something break, you could be out a lot of money when you're trying to replace it. I mean, like that can quadruple your cost really easily. So it's very, very important to factor that in or charge it separately. Yeah, and also getting insurance from uh, USPS has really saved us a, yeah. a few times. Yeah, so I was going to talk a little bit about that. When you have shipping, if you do through um, priority shipping, there you do like two to four day shipping or whatever it is, um, what's included with priority shipping is $50 insurance. And that has saved us quite a, like a couple different times because um, when our product has broken in the mail, we can file a claim if people send us the pictures and you go through the process and they cut you a check after you can prove that yes i did package this well and clearly there's damage to the box or whatever happened in, in shipping and i will say like anything that i have ever sent to oregon mm -hmm. has just been demolished portland they really know how to smash stuff i guess yeah i don't know like maybe people are just like buying a lot of office furniture and it's getting on top of my boxes i'm not really sure but um so that was another place where we had a lot of trial and error of like okay you get maybe one freebie through your insurance claim of like paying for that broken shipment but now i have to send it and make sure that it really gets there mm -hmm. and if it doesn't um then you're out that money and you have to replace it again and and i'm passionate about customer service so i'm like i'm going to make sure that this product gets there and i communicate really well with the customer about what's going on and apologize and all that kind of stuff so um yeah and i i would say like the size of your box definitely matters so what's nice about if you if you don't have boxes and you're saying my product is a certain size and it'll fit in a usps box you can actually order those for free through um the usps website and they'll ship them right to your house and this and this is something i talked about in a, <laughs> a different episode but i was selling stuff on mercari for a while and i wanted boxes and so i ordered some from usps but i didn't realize they that they in come yeah. in quantities of 10 or 25 or 50 <laughs> and like i guess maybe there wasn't 50 but there was definitely 25 and then so i just was like mm, i could take like five of those 10 of those and then it ended up being and i was living at becca's house at the time so i just like had them all ship here and then it, i had so many boxes it ended up being like over 250 boxes that just like kept showing up and showing up and showing up at her house and she was like are you kidding are you, <laughs> stop sending these which would be a really good prank if yeah. you ever wanted to do that but somebody. you know what we i ended up using like all of them not all of them i took a whole bunch back well, to the fair. post office Okay. anyways so you can get those for free from the usps yeah but they don't always have the right sizes you want at the um post office if you're looking for special ones they have like different sizes online okay so in order for me to know the total price point of what i wanted i needed to either charge the, sh the shipping separately or factor it into my cost of shipping for free and charging more for my product so how i did this um for the website because i wanted to order free shipping or have free shipping on the website um what I did was I basically calculated what the average cost was of shipping to the farthest parts of the United States. 
Um, so I would do one to like test one shipping if I were going to a zip code in New York versus Florida versus California and see what the very edges of the United States would look like for me to ship to and what that cost was. And for the size box that we have, um, it, it falls into the smaller um, size of the USPS. Uh, we actually have our own boxes that we ordered instead of using theirs because our product is a different size than what they have available. Um, we were seeing that it was costing on average anywhere between um, t- 10 to $12 to ship all the way out there. So that's a pretty significant cost. I mean, shipping sometimes for some people's products can be more expensive than the product themselves in terms of purchasing the unit. So uh, that was a significant thing we needed to factor in. And one thing to know, if you do charge, um, if you do offer free shipping, um, when you do your um, calculation, you still have to pay sales tax out of the free shipping that you just bumped your price to. So um, pay attention to that as you're thinking through those different things. So you have the product, you have the packaging. How did you do your soft launch? So what I did was I had those staged lifestyle photos of the product and I had all my packaging ready. And so I finally went back to this entrepreneurial group on Facebook that I learned so much from already. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but I just wanted to clarify a lifestyle photo is basically if a person can visualize it in their home or your, wherever they yeah, use your product. product in their home. So we just had pictures of it like on sinks and stuff like that. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you would be amazed. I've, I've seen this so many times with my friends where I would pull it out like a, a little scrubby holder and I would say, look at this. And I'd put it on the table and they'd be like, oh, what is that? And then you take a sponge and you drop it in and you go, voila. And then all of a sudden, like this light bulb goes off. And they're like, like, wow, wow. that's amazing. (laughs) And like, so seriously, placement and what it needs to be next to and how it works is so vital to helping people visualize. Because explaining my idea to someone, I would literally, like people would just be like, huh, uh uh-huh. And then like showing them a picture of it was completely different. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's really important. Um, And I think that that's honestly one of the beautiful things I love about product-based businesses (laughs) versus a service. It's like, you should hire me to do this. And they're like, why? (laughs) You can't be like, because look at this all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, there's a visual element to it. Mm -hmm. So I posted that in this entrepreneurial group and said, hey, where do you think that I should be selling this? Um, do you think I should start on Etsy, Amazon, um, website? What do you think I should do? And I posted this just because I wanted to start getting some feedback on what people's perspectives were for their experiences and, and what's been really doing well. And I was actually like surprised mm. by how crazy this was. Like, <laughs> it was literally like, I feel like a viral post. She was just like texting me every couple minutes. She'd send screenshots of like, this is how many b- interactions we've had now. And this is how many people have commented now. And look at all these different reactions to it. And like, what did you say? Within like four hours, there were over 600 people who had like reacted to it. And then like over, I think it was like 200 people who had commented. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is the part where I know from a marketing perspective, I was like okay I need to like capitalize on this right now Mm -hmm. and so I literally like we were just about to eat dinner and I'm like I'm sorry I just give me a second like I have to 
make a product listing and get our business on Etsy because this is the fastest way I can get that out there. And people were like, not only like, here's the places you should look, but then people were like, I want this right mm-hmm. now. Send me the Etsy link. And like, yeah. <laughs> and so um, I had to go through after dinner, I meticulously went through and commented on every single person like that I could, thanking them for their feedback or asking them an additional question about their advice or saying, if you were interested in this product, you can check out the link here. I just put it up. And right then I was like, I have to make sure that my price is good, like, cause I don't want to lose money. And so I had to quick make a calculation state, like a spreadsheet of like, this is how much fees char- Etsy's charging me. And this is how much is for chipping. This is how much I know my product boxing costs plus bubble wrap plus all this stuff. So I had to do all of that. And then um, I put it up there and just was like sharing it and sharing it with people that were asking for it. And I just want to give you guys some real numbers, okay? Because I I think that so many people talk about, wow, there's like this successful product and they're just this unicorn and they just have overcome all these barriers and like, okay, those are not normal. And you, if you have a product and you're like, oh, it's not doing well, that's okay. That is okay because people only talk about unicorns for the most part and not everyone can emulate that. And so here's what I want to say for all of the, the conversion, right? So for all of the, the comments and reactions and stuff I had in that Facebook group over 1,200 reactions to my one post within 20, I think it was like within 24 hours, mm-hmm. which is significant. <clears throat> like I, I feel like that's pretty viral for that kind of group. Mm-hmm. Um, considering there's like 14,000 people in it. So, um, then as I'm commenting on things and making sure I do my due diligence of reacting positively to the people that are there because I want to have good customer service. Um, what I noticed from that is not that because it's in an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial group, um, multiple people approached me, um, about it to sell at their boutique or to add to a compliment of one of their products. Cause they're like, wow, this is a really hot item. I need to be servicing it in my store. I need to have this. And because people honestly are more likely to buy something if they can touch it and feel it sometimes in a store than they will by looking at a Facebook post of it. And so there's opportunity there and a lot of entrepreneurs were asking me about that. And so um, we made some really great relationships that way. Um, in the Midwest, we were able to like even visit like a couple places and talk to different people about their businesses in the process and cross promote each other. It, it was great. And um, so that's been super fun in that aspect. But here's some, here's some data. I'm gonna pull up my lovely little screenshot of this. So for those, over 1200 interactions okay with the facebook post i had 49 visits to my etsy listing okay and from there i had five orders which when you look at the 49 visits from social media that's a conversion rate of like 10 percent. okay however for the total number of people that were commenting on the post that's only like a 1.2%, I think when I calculated it last time, or 2.5, something in there, um, conversion rate total to actual orders, five orders off of that 1,200 original like interactions. That's 
significantly low. And I want that to be a data point where you hear about because otherwise sometimes it can be super discouraging if you're like, oh, my ads aren't doing well or this isn't happening. Um, that's okay because that honestly is such the low conversion rate and, and that's completely organic for this one. And I think that's what some people have a tricky time with is that they think like, if I spend this, then I should get this amount back. And I was just listening to, <laughs> there was some ad on the radio the other day that somebody was saying they were like a digital marketing company. And they were like, if you work with us, we will get you on the first page of Google and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, that's some hefty promising you're doing there. But I just think it's like, you have to keep that in mind when you think of like the exposure that your ad is giving, because there's so many different t- touch points that uh, a customer will have to have to your ad or your exposure to your product before they might convert and actually buy that. Um, And those statistics will depend on the industry. Like if it's for a product, um, yeah, it just depends on the industry, like what the average touch points or exposure numbers there are for someone to actually convert. Um, But you just have to keep those things in mind because it seems like it's like, wow, 1,200 people for five conversions. Well, yeah, that just means that you need to get in front of a lot more people if you want to keep that ratio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or increase the ratio and really target narrow further. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, uh, the entrepreneurs as a target market are like super low cost and very practical mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think for some of them it may have been a higher price point item that they're like i'm not in a position to spend money on that and i know it like and that's okay because some it's it's incredible actually with that because what i did when i commented on things was like hey if this is something you're interested in the future save the etsy listing like heart it on your etsy account and um that actually helped a lot because it wasn't like a huge pressure thing of like you have to buy this but if this is something you're like yeah i want this on my wish list add it for later or if you know that there's somebody in your life that you want to get that for save it and then you can come back to it at some point Mm -hmm. yeah so talk with us a little bit about like what you put in the packaging like you had said the kind of you just talked about a call to action that you used of like saving it on etsy but what were kind of some of the packaging things that you included in the actual um packaging of the product itself yeah so i think it's really important to um talk to people about the reason why right and people talk about story branding all the time and and why it's so important um and so for us what i really wanted to focus on because we have the podcast is hey like we're trying to teach people about how to build and launch a product and thanks for being a part of that journey with us this is literally you buying this is helping us build our case study to talk about later and you can check it out on our podcast in the future and um, within doing that obviously you include um, the receipt for what they purchased and then you all I also include a sticker um, for our podcast and I also put a sticker on the box and um, one of the things that as I'm like pushing forward to see how can I save money how can I still make this look nice um, one of the things that I was noticing is that um, when we were trying to save money on our um, packaging, the shredded paper really wasn't cutting it um, for those long distance orders. And so I was like, okay. And literally, because I'm not going to go buy shredded paper, I was dumpster diving in the recycling bin. (laughs) You know, I'm like, you probably are getting some banks like financial statements shredded or something with your package. Um, But I wanted to try to see if we could save as much as we could on packaging because that's, it can get really expensive really fast, even though it looks really cute right? And I think it's important 
really important to do everything you can to save on those costs, especially at the beginning, because you don't know what your numbers are going to be and you don't want to just totally dig yourself in a hole that you're never going to get out of. And honestly, I when I bought a desk for work, <laughs> when I bought my desk, it came with all of this extra foam and I was like, Oh my goodness, I made the mother love. <laughs> and it was like and I every it. every Amazon package we'd get, we were saving all this this packaging and the everything. Like, wrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean that stuff like it costs money. And and I'll tell you another story about that because I finally decided, okay, I'm gonna break down and buy bubble wrap because I was having quite a few not not a ton, but a few claims. And I also talked to somebody else who said you need a double box. Um, double boxing really, really helps. And so that was something we invested in. We said, all right, we're going to add an additional box. And I had learned from another Etsy seller what a great customer experience that was to be able to have another box that was cute inside. And I was like, I think that's worth it for the customer experience to feel like, ooh, this is adorable. Mm -hmm. And so we did the inside box and then we ordered our outside boxes to size for what we knew we needed. Um, And I believe we chose, uh, it's called Uline. Um, they're one of the, and I talked with a lot of people and pretty much everybody was like, oh yeah, Uline, they have like the lowest prices. Um, but let me tell you something about freight shipping. <laughs> okay, please <laughs> tell us. <laughs> yeah. So if you do not have a freight dock, um, obviously like at your house, or if you don't have a freight dock at your business, they, a lot of times will charge you a, um, like a residential fee for delivery. And that can be like an additional 50 to hundred dollars depending on what the company is and that's a lot of money um and so if there's opportunity within your area to use someone else's freight dock to get that shipment um just for the day or whatever and you know when it's coming do it because it's going to save you a lot of money um but so for me i was like oh i'll just order in bulk like this is how much i need to calculate in and i get this call from the shipping company and he's like i'm here and i'm gonna drop off your bubble wrap I'm like okay great you can just put it on the back porch and I wasn't home. Well, we got home that night and my husband's like, um, <laughs> it filled our back porch. I had so much bubble wrap. I didn't realize how many rolls like was bulk and how big it was going to be. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with all this like storage? You pranked yourself. Yeah. It was like literally like we had to take it apart and put it in roll by roll because it was like not even fitting through the back door Mm. um now it's taking up their whole sunroom upstairs (laughs) one roll is taking up so much space Mm -hmm. the rest of it because it's so light i literally mounted it in the garage rafters (laughs) (laughs) because i was like i don't know where else i'm gonna put this Mm -hmm. so um i definitely learned a lesson on that one about storage (laughs) so and that and anything when when you're self-fulfilling you have to store a lot of product so really think about the size of those products because it can really make a big difference if you're selling a keychain versus something that's like the size of a water bottle that's significantly a big size difference and that factors into your shipping costs as well Mm -hmm. and do you have a place where you can store it safely like is it something that's going to get damp is it something that's going to like be in the way of little kids running around or dogs or whatever like keep those things in mind too yeah and then the other thing that i always have to think about too is for my family dog hair um, when you like ship something ya. and you Pickles, have Becca's bubble dog's wrap, name is Pickles. it's just like, hello dog <laughs> <laughs> He likes to contribute to everything in their whole house. You have a meal, he wants to be part of it. You're drying yourself <laughs> yeah. off with a towel and suddenly it looks like you are wearing a coat of his hair it's, also. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He's he's a great dog. It's a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good dog, but Okay. But things like that are things you would not even realize you need to think about. I wanted to ask one more question about the platforms that you chose to start with um, and why you chose those. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So a lot of people give me a lot of different ideas. Should I use a website? Should I use Etsy, Amazon, eBay, um, all these different things, Facebook Marketplace. And I will say, so first of all, I was like, I really want to get on Facebook Marketplace. Started doing that to do a, a business platform on Facebook. You have to have a minimum of four products to be able to actually get a store. Which is one of the reasons why we diversified into white. Yeah. And then on top of that, you can't just list them and process all your payments right there. It has to be actually connected to a business website Mm -hmm. with uh, e-commerce. And so I realized, oh my goodness, like there's so much more that I have to do in order to even test out Facebook uh, selling. And so I decided, well, we should try we already have the website so let's just add on um woocommerce which is a plug into that to see how that works with um doing doing uh transactions so i know that uh, i think foxycart is another one there's quite a few other different um platforms you can use and the reason i chose this one is i was just a little bit more familiar with it in terms of the user interface i had built with it before and I like um, the aspects of how it integrates with the payment processing. So I can see things and it also allows me to do all the payments and everything for um, my shipping. I can buy shipping through them as well. So that was a reason I picked that one to test it out. I would say that um, honestly, I didn't take that very seriously very far. I did a lot of like short tests with different marketing ads to just to see how it would go. Um, But one of the big things that I found in that process was that because I have a website that I want to have my cookies policy pop up, um, a lot of my consumers, when they were reaching the shop page, were not getting past the privacy policy agreement and were leaving. And I will say the thing that I learned the biggest amount from in that was it is such a blessing to use any kind of um, heat mapping software to watch what your users are doing on your website because it's going to help you understand where they're getting stuck from the path to purchase and if you're wasting money on that you can fix it right away because mm-hmm. clicks to get clicks and no conversions is worthless right mm-hmm. and I would say test all of your ads multiple times with different things to see how it's going to do and so that was the reason I did the website I chose Etsy because I needed to get it up there right away. And I personally think that a lot of our target market is already on Etsy because they like handmade goods. I didn't choose Amazon for this product. And here's why, okay? So firstly, um, there's a lot of stuff with consumer goods uh, products that in in the food industry or whatever that um, a brand has a value. And if you um, show people that you are in many places that are super common for really high-end product, a lot of times people actually feel lied to, like you cheated them. And that's actually something... um, Explain more. Yeah, so like when somebody says, oh, I got this amazing product and it's handmade and I'm super excited about it. And then somebody's like, oh yeah, you can buy it on Amazon. All of a sudden it's like, what? And it's not that unique anymore. There's like this authentic feeling that gets lost and there's like a little bit of remorse there and because I wanted to build something that is unique I thought that's one reason I don't want to go on Amazon right away and I don't necessarily know if we'll ever get there in in this time period because here's the other reasons um 
people are more price sensitive on Amazon than they are on Etsy. So the majority of people that are on Etsy are willing to pay that prior, higher price item because they know that it's like made by hand. Whereas most people on Amazon are looking price per ounce, all that kind of stuff. And um, Amazon um, also studies how things are made and tries to like duplicate your stuff. Um, not everyone's, but if something's selling really well, they're like, let's make our own and sell it for cheaper. And I just didn't want to introduce my product to competitors <laughs> as easily. Mm -hmm. And then um, finally, uh, Fulfilled by Amazon is definitely cheaper for shipping than self-fulfillment, but the storage fees are very uh, price sensitive or like very risky in terms of how much you have to pay at the beginning and your storage costs. And I just wanted a lower risk way to test before I really rolled out anything bigger. And so um, those are the big reasons why I didn't choose Amazon this time. And it's not necessarily to say that I won't ever, but I did find that having my product on more than one revenue source, so um, getting like payments from Etsy and paying for shipping there as well as from the website, adding more and more of those if I were to sell on eBay or anywhere else, that is so much accounting maintenance, so much. And if you don't have any processes that are already integrating those things, which you can do, like QuickBooks integrates really great with Etsy and stuff, but I'm a cheap person and I'm trying to do this as cheap as possible right now because I don't think it's really worth my time at this point to invest in those things that could be long-term costs that transition my entire accounting system. Mm -hmm. So those are some reasons that it's like, it's really hard to manage so many different payment processing centers, including Venmo and PayPal and all these other places. So try to keep it simple because if you don't, you're going to start losing money and saying oh where did I put this here there's 70 bucks in this account I need to transfer this over here and then when it comes time to pay your quarterly sales and use tax you don't have everything organized and it's a nightmare hmm. mm -hmm. yeah and so in our next episode we're going to talk a little bit more about like the marketing and how we decided to do um, a couple other things and what we got as feedback from clients or not customers and um, things like that. So we'll get into that. And then we'll also talk about some shows that we've done. Um, so tune in next week for that. And now we're going to transition into the sister cock portion. And we're going to talk about the time that Becca made a very thoughtful gift to give to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this present was that we used to play this game called the towel of comfort and basically it's where we would pamper my dad so it kind of it came about because we were too rough and so we were just like attacking my dad all the time and then my mom was like be gentle be gentle and so then we started this thing where we would just like all pamper my dad instead of jumping all over him we would pretend like he needed to be um at a like, spa yeah at a spa and mm -hmm. he needed like his hand massaged or whatever and we'd and put this towel on him and smooth it all out and then we'd like put a little washcloth on his forehead yeah <laughs> and he would just be sitting there the whole time and we thought we were the coolest mm -hmm. um so i decided that it would be really cool to make a chair like a comfort chair mm -hmm. and we had this like wooden lawn chair <laughs> and i was like the first time my mom ever let me use power tools and I don't know why she did. But first it started because I was hammering with a nail a board on top of the Existing um, armrest. Chair. <laughs> armrest. And yeah. she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making a cup holder. And then I like took a um, 
towel, like a hand towel, and I shoved a pillow inside it and had wrapped it up and then stapled it to the back of the chair. <laughs> and when I was trying to make this cup holder, I, I didn't know how to like make a cup holder really. So I just used like a regular um, screw bit, or, yeah, uh, like a drill, a drill bit. bit mm-hmm. And I just made multiple puncture holes in like <laughs> in over and over and over again, all the way around to like make it indent so that you could fit a cup in it. And mm-hmm. I don't really think it worked very well, but <laughs> I was very proud of myself and mm-hmm. I painted the chair and all this stuff. And then my dad would sit in and go, Oh yeah, this is so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we bring him water or tea and all kinds of stuff. We had such a grand old time. And then I would take pens and I pretend like they were like, you know, like the ones with the little thing that you can hook them on like the little hooky guys on pens and i pretend it was a little razor and i'd like shave his beard and stuff and like (laughs) just goofy things like that yeah Yeah. and then next week we're gonna talk about so stay tuned for the sister gark portion because we're gonna talk about how becca's little gift became a weapon of mass destruction (laughs) (laughs) to our family (laughs) yeah so you're definitely gonna want to tune in next week Mm -hmm. if you're not interested in lodging a product (laughs) well thanks for joining us this week if you like this episode you should follow us on instagram because why not (laughs) because it's free and we would love to get to know you we'll see you next week